Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I am bringing you today's word for June 10th, 2020. I'm telling you, you're going to be glad that you tuned in to this message. I'm teaching a series entitled Faith and Patience. This is part 40. So this is now eight full weeks of this series, and I still have a long way to go. So Faith and Patience, the, the Wonder Twins, part 40. The title of today's message is Double Prosperity in Your Place of Sorrow. We serve a God who can give you double prosperity right in the middle, in your place of sorrow, right where you are. Let's talk about it. James 1, 2 through 4, the Bible says, my fellow believers, when it seems as though you are facing nothing but difficulties, you know what you should do? You should see it as an invaluable opportunity to experience the greatest joy that you can, for you know that when your faith is tested, it stirs up inside of you the power to endure all things. And then when this patient endurance grows inside of you stronger and stronger and stronger, it releases perfection into every area, every aspect of your life until the point where there is nothing missing and nothing lacking. This is how you want to live. You want to get to the point where you are a grown up Christian. You're on milk and not meat, right? Ecclesiastes 3 and 1 says, there's a time and there's a season for everything. And everything in your life is going to happen at just the right time, like it did with Joseph. And then this is where I want to get to Genesis chapter 41, verses 50 through 52. I'm going to read this from the Message Bible. The Bible says, Joseph had two sons born to him before the famine came. So in, in the years of plenty, he had two boys, two sons. Anasa, the daughter of Potiphar, the priest of On, was their mother. So he had two sons with, with his wife. And Joseph named the firstborn son Manasseh, which means forget, saying, God has made me forget all of my hardships that I went through. And then he named his second son Ephraim, which means double prosperity. And he says, God has prospered me in my land of sorrow. When he said God, when I read this last night and I was, you know, getting ready and meditating about what God wanted me to share today. When I read that line right there, God has prospered me in my land of sorrow. It's like the word just leaped. I mean, like, you know, my baby leaped. My God. And I was like, okay, Lord, whatever you want to say, however you want to say it. And so uh, what does this mean to you today? Like today, right now, what does this mean to you today? I have four things to share with you on this morning. Now that I've read the scriptures and I laid the foundation, I want you to rid yourself of all distractions. I want you to focus in, lean in with me. Four things. Number one, here we go. First thing is trouble don't last always. You know that song? Trouble don't last always. Let's deal with that first. Trouble don't last always. We have seen how the plan that God gave, gave Joseph was being executed. And so now he's there. He's executing the plan. I dealt with that already. God gave him wisdom, supernatural wisdom, insight, revelation from, from above. And he was able to establish this logistics plan that was a national distribution plan. And he had a decentralized network of storage locations throughout the nation that would later serve as distribution centers throughout the years of famine. I mean, Joseph was the man. He was operating in the wisdom of God. And the Bible says that there was so much rain that they stopped keeping record because the, the, the sands, uh, the grain, the number of grain was like the sands of the seashore, right? So, so the plan was working. Everything was working. But during this time, and this is, this is what I want to deal with today, because a lot of times we focus on what God has called you to do, like externally, like the plan was working. Joseph's, the, the hand of God was on Joseph to make an impact in Egypt. The plan was working, but God was not opposed to blessing Joseph personally as well. So during this time, during the seven years of plenty, 
God prospered Joseph in his personal life. Joseph and his wife had two boys in this period. The first one, he called him Manasseh, which means forget, right? He said, listen, I, I need to name this boy forget. I've been through so much. We're going to name this son forget. And every time I call him, hey, Manasseh, which means forget. Hey, forget. Come here for a minute. Forget. Come here for a minute. I'm reminding myself that God has caused me to forget all the pain that I've been through to get to where I am today. I'm reminding myself that I got to let go of my past so that I can enjoy my present. He named the boy forget. And then the second boy, he named him Ephraim. Ephraim means double prosperity. Why? Because he says now every time I call Ephraim double prosperity, I'm calling him. Every time I hold him, I'm reminding myself that God has prospered me in my land of sorrow. In the same place where I went through what I went through, God has elevated me and exalted me and blessed me right here. As much as Joseph had been through, he never gave up on the plan. He never gave up on God. He believed he the dream, and he knew that it was going to come to pass, and the dream has not come to pass yet. In the story, we have a long way to go before the actual dream comes to pass, but let me tell you this. There are times and there are seasons, and there are times where things are going to shift in your favor, like they shifted in Joseph's favor. Joseph had endured hard times. We all endure hard times, but you know the phrase, Tough times don't last. Tough people do. I like to say hard times don't last. Hardened people do. Joseph had been through so much, he was hardened. He had been through so much, he was resilient. And I'm saying that as a born-again, blood-bought believer, covered by the blood of Jesus, filled with the Holy Spirit, called according to the plan of God for your life, you have to get to the point where you are hardened, where you are tough, where you are steadfast, unmovable always abounding in the work of the Lord. For you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord and your breakthrough is coming. And there is a season when your harvest will come due. The Bible calls it a due season. This is Galatians chapter six, verses seven through nine. There is a season when your harvest will come due. And the Bible says you shall reap if you do not give up, if you do not faint. As a born again believer, you just can't give up. Joseph did not give up. Uh, patient endurance is what I'm teaching on in this series. And if you allow patient endurance to be developed in your life, when you, the word for patience in this text is hupomone, it's a Greek word, which means the force of consistency. If you develop the force of consistency and you develop to the point where you are consistently consistent, where you are the same day in and day out, where you are dutifully maintaining your attitude, where you are dutifully maintaining your, your, uh, your disposition before the Lord on a daily basis, no matter what happens to you, that you are getting up every morning with a spring in your step, with a song in your heart, with a smile on your face and with your heart wide open to God, I'm telling you that you, there will come a time where your breakthrough comes because trouble don't last always, all right? Number two, letting go of, your, of the, the pain of your past. Two is letting go. You have to learn how to let it go. You have to learn how to let go of past pain in order to enjoy your present prosperity and also future blessings. Joseph had to let it go. Joseph went through a lot. Joseph dealt with great pain. He was betrayed by his own blood. He was made 
to live as a slave. He then spent many years in prison for a crime he did not commit. He had been through pain. He suffered a great deal, but that's why he named the first boy Manasseh. He says, you know what? I'm, once he held the boy, he said, this boy is a testimony of the fact that God has caused me to forget. I'm not going to live in the pain of my past because if I live in the pain of my past, I'm not going to enjoy the, the blessing of my present and I'm not going to be ready for the blessing of my future. I'm going to let that thing go. You have to let it go. And then let me say this about your past. Even if you had a good past, you still got to let it go because you can't live there. Whether your past was good or whether your past was not so good, you cannot live in your past. There comes a time where you have to let go of your past in order to move forward. Whenever I have a challenging day, right? Whenever I have a day that I, I want to forget about, what I do is, you know what you do when you have a hard day? Go to sleep. And when I get up the next morning, I use these four words. These four words have blessed me for years. Go to sleep when you have a hard day. Get up the next morning and speak to yourself and say, yesterday ended last night. Yesterday is gone. Yesterday is over. This is a brand new day. I have brand new mercy. I have brand new grace. And you get up every morning ready for the blessing of today. You have to let go in order to lay hold. I'm telling you, Joseph named his first boy Manasseh because he was willing to let it go. You have too much. Look at me. Look at me. Lean in for a minute. You have too much in front of you to waste your life nursing and rehearsing what is behind you. Let me say that again. There's too much in front of you right now for you to be nursing and rehearsing and playing over again and just thinking about all the stuff that's behind you. Let it go so that you can lay hold. I'm going to close out this point with a story of something that I saw in National Geographic a long time ago. So in National Geographic, they, they, they were showing these people like poachers in, in a jungle. I don't know what jungle, but they were showing how these people caught monkeys. So what they did was they, they took a, a, a metal cage and, and then they put a nice shiny metal bar inside of the metal cage. Now the metal cage was black, but the shiny bar was, was like chrome and shiny. And they put it in there and then the monkeys get attracted to the shiny object and then they stick their hands through the bar, right? So that for, the, for their hand to go through the bar, their, their fist, their palm has to be open. So they put it through the bar. Then they grab a hold of the metal object and then, then they can't get their hand out. Now, all they have to do to get their hand out is let it go, but they refuse to let it go. And so they will stay there and, and, the, and the, the metal cage is chained to the ground so they can't go nowhere. And they will bang on this thing for hours. And then watch this. They said, this what really blew my mind, that some monkeys would try to bite their hand off. They would rather bite their hand off than letting the thing go so they could be free. And I'm telling you that there are some Christians, I don't know why you're holding on to bitterness and malice and unforgiveness and you're holding stuff that happened 10 years ago, 15 years ago, let it go. There are some Christians that would rather bite their hand off than let go so that they can lay hold. It is time for you to let it go. Manasseh means God has caused me to forget. All right, number three. Oh my God, I'm excited about this message. Number three, look at me, look at me. Number three, your day will come. Your day is coming. This series is about faith and patience. And I keep telling you that greater is coming. Your day will come. Once you let go, then you are able to lay hold. Once Joseph had a Manasseh, experience that he was ready for his Ephraim experience. Ephraim means double prosperity. Ephraim is a reminder that God can take you and bless you in the same place where you went through what you went through. God can take your place of sorrow 
and turn it around and make it your place of blessing. We, we serve a God who is more than capable of blessing you right where you are. God does not have to move you to bless you. He said, God has blessed me in my place of sorrow. God can make your enemies your footstool. I told you that before. Potiphar and his wife were now under the control of Joseph's leadership. God will bless you right in front of your enemies. God doesn't have to move you to bless you. God will cause those who came up against you to be the audience at your promotion ceremony. I'm telling you, and then God will cause them to watch as you walk in your season of blessing. But this won't happen if you don't let it go. You have to let go in order to lay hold. You can't hold on to the past. Let it go. Double blessing is waiting for you. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. And then number four. And finally, last thing. Last thing. Number four. God is not against your personal prosperity. Let me say this. I don't know why. I grew up in a church where, where money was like vilified. Like, you know, don't store up treasures down here. You know, like money was vilified. Having money was bad or something, which is ridiculous. Because not having money, that's evil. But anyway, let me just talk about this for a minute. I know that a lot of people... When we talk about prosperity, your mind goes straight to money. And, and, and prosperity is, is not about, it's not, it's bigger than money. It, now, I'm saying it doesn't exclude it, but it's bigger than money. And God is not against blessing you, like on a personal level. So let me just say this about purpose. I teach about purpose all the time. And I know that there's a lot of people that think that, okay, well, you know, it's true that God sent you to this planet for a reason. That reason is your purpose. Your goal is to find it, follow it, and finish it before you die. I got it. But, but while you're walking out your divine purpose, God is not against you on a personal level being blessed too. So God causes you to operate in a, in a system of influence. And maybe God raises you up in the education system, political system, in the military, culinary, you know, whatever, media. God will raise you up. He will bless you. And then he will cause you to bless the whole system. But that doesn't mean that you can't be blessed in the process. God wants you to make it to heaven, but he also wants you to enjoy the ride. God prospered Joseph's work. That's true. God was using Joseph to bless Egypt. So while God was using Joseph to bless Egypt, God is not opposed to blessing Joseph as well. So God will use you for your personal assignment. And while you're doing your assignment on this planet, God is okay with you being blessed in the process. God is okay with you having and enjoying life to the full, till it overflows. That's John 10 and 10. There is nothing wrong. There was nothing wrong with Joseph being blessed personally. And there's nothing wrong with you being blessed personally. If you have a person, if you have an issue with this, because maybe you was raised the way I was raised to think that, that being personally prosperous is wrong, then you got to get over that. You got, and then let me say this. I want to speak something over your life. Uh, I don't normally do this as I close. I, I know I'm about to lead you uh, into the declaration of faith. But I also want to speak something, and I'm not led to do this often, so I, I want to speak something prophetically. I'm led to speak something prophetically over your life. So right now, open up your heart to what God is saying through me. This is what I heard this morning. I don't have to move you to bless you. I will bless you right where you are. I will bless you in front of those who questioned you. I will bless you in front of those who mocked you. Hold on, son. Hold on, daughter. Your blessing is coming. I Listen, receive that. I, I released it. I want you to receive it. Greater is coming for you. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice and say this. Say, Father, I thank you for giving me the grace to endure everything that I have endured. 
It was painful, but it's over now. Yesterday ended last night. I refuse to look back. I look forward. I look up. I open my heart in expectation. This is my season. This is my time. I let go so I can lay hold. Like what you did for Joseph, you will do for me. You will bless me in my place of sorrow. I declare greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith. In Jesus' name, amen. This is today's word. Please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, go to todaysword.org, click on the big red subscribe button, put in your email address there. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. This is a message you might need to watch again. I'm telling you, this is greater is coming for you. This is, this is it. God can bless you, give you a double blessing, a double prosperity in your place of sorrow. Do me a favor, share this message with everyone everywhere. You know, people need to listen to this. They need to hear this, especially right now. If you're watching on Facebook live or YouTube live, leave me some comments in the chat. Go into this day walking in double prosperity. God will bless you in your place of sorrow. I love you. God loves you more. I'll see you tomorrow morning. God bless you.